Welcome to the Zanzizi Podcast. Zanzizi Zambibi. You guys down to jump into another tier list? Sure, what's the topic for today? The mainline Mario games. An absolutely tremendous series, simple to pick up and enjoy. Let's jump right into it. All right, so I think we'll start this by going through the 2D games first. How do you guys feel about the original Mario Brothers? Uh, this was the game that laid it all out. A true classic. A gaming icon. What are you fucking babbling on about? That game is dated as shit. <laughs> you heard me, Joe. The only thing I can say about this game is that it's good for speed running. Nothing more. Donald, this game is one of the most nostalgic pieces of art of this time. No, the fuck it isn't. Yeah, I disagree with that statement as well. Joe, your nostalgia of playing this old dust heap with Moses back in the day are not shared by anyone else. The game ain't that old. <laughs> this game is a fucking dinosaur. The hunter-gatherers used it to beat their prey to obtain nourishment. All right, Donald. This game was there, basking in the sunlight of the planet's first dawn. We get it. It's old. I can keep going. Please don't. Joe, in a list next to all these other titles, where would you put this game? Well, I'd like to see it in either B or C tier. I know the formula has been improved on, but we got to pay our respects to the OG. Okay, Donald, what about you? All jokes aside, I truthfully don't hate the game. But because the later installments did a good enough job improving what this game introduced, this I think it's fair that it has a lower rank. Maybe D tier? I'm sorry, Joe, but I also share Trump's opinion on this game. It's not terrible, but there are better games. I can live with that. The next game is Lost Levels. Now this game can fucking eat it. Yeah, I have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Zanzuzi Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Good Lord, do I have a special episode for you folks. Because my man, the shoop, is back. The beard is here. For his first time back in a fortnight, my friend. How have you been? Catch us up. We miss you. Well, go figure. <laughs> all these months, all this time, and last time you heard my voice, I was like, well, you know, I'm done. I'm done with <laughs> podcasting. And I'll, I'll be honest, it has been really nice. Oh, for sure. But all you had to do was say, hey, cuz, I'm going to talk about video games. You want to talk about Mario? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> I know you do. Yes, Mario. So you have you have been you have been off for a while, but is there anything like you you feel like you should update the world about? I mean, let's just be honest. Okay. April and I are so boring. <laughs> <laughs> like I I mean, everyone loves you guys. Honestly, like I mean I when okay, when I stopped, when we stopped recording uh, conspiracy therapy, I was also uh, pull back the curtain. I also stopped doing video game reviews. I stopped everything. It's like a hard reset. It was just a hard everything. I mean, even um, coincidentally, the band that Ryan and I were playing in that yeah. that stopped at the same time. And I don't think it was one of those things that we like consciously said, "Hey, we need to quit everything and do a hard life reset." But like I literally did the same thing in that era yep. too. Yeah, it was it wasn't intentional for it to be that way, but it just happened that it it happened that way. And so, uh I spent a lot of time um 
reflecting on where I was in life mm-hmm. and some of the decisions that I had made. I mean, I would say it was about the start of the year. I was starting to have a lot of um, mental health issues. I uh, same. And um, some of that was with physical health and you know, it was there was just a lot going on, and that's that's really one of the biggest reasons why we walked away from podcasting. Mm-hmm. And since then, uh, April and I, like, we have been hitting the gym so hard, <laughs> dude. I, I am so proud of you guys. It's it's awesome. Like, I mm-hmm. and I mind you, even though I'm a big guy, like I've always loved going to the gym. When I was in high school, I took gym all four years of high school and Wait, loved it. You mean to say a man, a boy, a boy who became a man with a beard, who was raised on a pedigree of Schwarzenegger films, doesn't just love himself some gym time? It's oh, good. It's it's awesome, and you know you get the feeling you get. Like, it, yeah, it can sometimes suck when you're on like minute. 47 of running on a treadmill. Yeah. But once you're done and like you're walking away and you're reflecting on what you just did, it's like, ah, oh, that feels good. Oh yeah. And plus it gives you a chance to just blast some metal. Oh heck. I mean, I, I honestly, I play everything. Yeah. Like I've had days where I'm running to uh Slipknot. I've had days where I'm running to Foo Fighters. I've had days where I'm running to Taylor Swift. Dude, I get it. You know what? Corey Taylor's got me through some brutal runs. His, uh, his great band of misfits. Yeah. Oh yeah. Minstrels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, you got to take the man seriously. You know, he's um, surfacing man. Indeed. And, <laughs> and the last thing I want to do is, is become a crazy Marlon Brando and lose my eyes or whatever. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants that. No. So, but, yeah. So other than that, um, so I've been April and I've been working on our physical and mental health quite a bit. And um, I'm doing game reviews again, a little bit here and there, because uh, I picked up a Steam Deck. Ooh. And I will just, without going into my huge monologue that I did with <laughs> Ryan before we started. Well, we got to catch up. They're awesome. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's If it's something, if PC gaming is something that you've always wanted to do, but you're like, oh, I don't want to shell out. $3,000 for a good desktop with like a RTX 3090 or or the 4000 series. Mm-hmm. And you know, just get a, get a Steam Deck. I literally every game I've tried throwing at it has ran perfectly. Sweet. And plus you you mentioned it and I didn't know this, but you got it with a dock so you can play it on your TV and in handheld yep. mode. Yep. Uh it's so seamless. I just mm-hmm. plug it in, it pops right. It's like the Nintendo Switch. And the thing that's really cool about it is they practically invite you to mod it. Uh, I've, I've, I have heard some, and I think that was why Marty was leaning so into oh, yeah. getting one. Honestly, once I figured out the guides, it took me uh, maybe 45 minutes mm-hmm. and I was playing like 3DS games on there. Oh, man. Well, we'll get to 3DS games in this episode. Oh, we Now, we've talked about uh, video games our whole life. But I can't think of a, a series probably more prevalent from the beginning of our gaming experiences. Um, we're full disclosure. I'm forty. You're thirty-six. Oh, I wish. 30. Thirty-eight. Oh man, off by two. Okay, so we uh, uh, basically 
being this children. This what we grew up on. Yeah. Like, our first systems were Nintendo Entertainment yep. systems. Did you get the Duck Hunt Mario? Was uh, that... I think everybody in our age group did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, because that's the thing. is like, there was obviously, you know, the Atari... Um, yeah. And the Commodore and so like there was other systems before the Nintendo, but the, the Nintendo was it. Yeah. It's what really brought, you know, the, the big games home. Right. And plus it, it was that era where like it was really expanding to all the homes. It, you know, right. it, it's like what you, you really know you've made it when your buddies and you can like swap games and at school or sure and well it's the the fact that let's face it you play a game like pong that's gonna be fun for all of about 20 seconds right and then you pop in you know if you if you bought or if you got the nintendo entertainment system for like christmas which i think most of us did or your birthday you popped in that Mario Duck Hunt combo mm-hmm. and you played Mario 1 and it was like, what the heck? And you're like, this is amazing. And then you died by the first Goomba. <laughs> oh, shit. I should have jumped. I think th- I, th- I bet that the first Goomba has the biggest death er, Kill kills. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah. Forget those from software bosses. <laughs> I want to know what the st- stats are on that Goomba. Little perilous fucker. Anyway, <laughs> so Super Mario series. Now, this is according to the MarioWiki.com. I sent it to Josh because I said, I would love, especially since next week is basically going to be our Zelda week, full disclosure. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, we're getting, we're, I'm so excited. I, Breath of the Wild was such a huge game for me. I mean, it's really why I inevitably got the Switch. And, but I had to go back to basics, and and you really spell it out because initially I'd said, "Do you want to do a Zelda ranking?" And you were like, "Well, I like Zelda, but I have a lot more when it comes to that little Italian plumber and his stash." And full disclosure, you loved the movie. I fucking loved the film. At a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah, and now it's like I actually watched it again. Yeah, because of, on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm sure it was on Pornhub as well. I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's usually. I mean, there were, <laughs> there were spoilers to the Joker when it came out on Pornhub. The only difference is when you hear Peaches, it's like you don't see pictures of Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. You see some 18 year olds. <laughs> oh, Peaches, Peaches, Peaches. Some some 18 year old with daddy issues. Yeah. Stay away from California, you goof. Anyway, so. Little inf- little bit of information, since this is a history podcast, I just want to kind of s- explain. The Super Mario series was originally known as the Super Mario Brothers series and also informally called the main series or main games is the biggest and most prominent sub-series of the Mario franchise. It started in 1985 with the creation of Super Mario Brothers on the family computer and subsequently the Nintendo Entertainment System. It has been followed by many sequels released in almost every Nintendo video game console to date, except the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance, where only remakes, ports, or other spin-off mm-hmm. games were released and developed was hand and development was handled by other companies. Um did you have which did you have all the Game Boys? Yes. Okay. Now I have heard people talk so highly of the DS. Do you think that of the of Nintendo handhelds, that was the best, or do you think that was what? What are your what are your feelings on the handhelds by Ooh. Nintendo? Oh boy. Uh, well, 
if we want to consider the Nintendo Switch a handheld, um, then, I mean, by all standards, it's probably the best. And especially if they ever give us that library of games that we could play. But I, that won't happen because, unfortunately, there Nintendo is known to do these big you know, each system is so unique. Mm-hmm. So by default, I'm going to say the best handheld is actually the Nintendo 3DS. Mm. Because you were able to play all those DS games. You had the 3D games. Um, it, it had so many great games on there. And it's just a crime that they shut down that storefront. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people protesting that online. I mean, that's what the internet is basically half of is people complaining. But... I know that a lot of people consider the the Mario games in the canon, which we there's 21 of them that we're going to go through. Uh, specifically, though, I heard a lot of praise lumped on Mario Kart on the DS. Oh, of course. And that some would consider that the best Mario Kart game. I could see that. I don't necessarily... And, and again, at some point, I think we're going to cover the Mario adjacent games, but... As it is, we're going to go through the Marios, uh, starting with Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, September 13th, 1985. I was all of three, and I had no idea. I was all of about five months. Yeah. (laughs) You were like, you know, waiting for your baba. Um, It's the first entry in the series. And it's important. Obviously, it was a pack-in with with the system. And that was brilliant on Nintendo's part. I think that is one of the smartest things that Nintendo does. And it was pre all of the major systems that would come on later. PlayStation, Sega, uh, Genesis, Dreamcast, all those, everything up until modern days. It was a kind of a nice deal to be able to get a game packed in because you were sure. going to inevitably buy another game or buy another controller. See, I would almost say that it is the most important pack-in ever made if it wasn't for Tetris being coming with the Game Boy. That's true. And Tetris, see, I've heard people argue this too, could be considered the greatest puzzle game. I mean, it oh, is for certainly. sure the greatest puzzle game of all time, but may, maybe possibly the greatest game of all time. Do you know what his next game was called? The, from the guy did Tetris? Yeah. No idea. Hattress. It was it was hats <laughs> falling on heads. I've, hey, that <laughs> sounds great. I'm sure he would have made all of billions. He, he There's a documentary on Tetris. You should check it out. The movie was kind of wishy-washy, but the, the documentary is actually really good. Lost Levels. Super Mario Lost Levels released June 3rd, 1986. After the success of Super Mario Brothers, a sequel was released just one year later in Japan for the family computer disk system. It uses a slightly altered version of Super Mario Brothers engine and different levels and new features, including altered graphics and new enemy behaviors, such as bloopers flying in midair. And it's hard as balls. Yeah, it's pretty notorious. And it's also usually, from what I saw online, usually ranked pretty low on people's lists. Next up, Super Mario Bros. 2 from October 9th, 1988. 
So, owning to the Western branches of Nintendo, feeling that the Japanese Super Mario Bros. 2 was too similar to the first game and too difficult for American players, they instead chose to port the Japanese game Yumi Kojo Doki Doki Panic and release it as Super Mario Bros. 2 in their markets for the NES. New species first appear in the game, including Albatross and Shy Guys. And Birdo. Do you think the shy guys do the Russian accent that you used to do or the German oh. accent? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so shy. Oh, I'm so shy. Oh, take this eggy. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it also introduced Birdo. That's right. And that was an interesting moment. There was a lot that happened because a, a lot, there's a, realists are, they look at Mario 2 and they're like, well, it's a reskin. It doesn't. It, they don't really count it. Right. And my thing is, I'm like, okay, if it was a um, what happened in the game or any of the mechanics under the game was solely in that and that never appeared again, maybe I would give that some credence. However, it introduced us to things that have held true for the Mario games ever since. Luigi mm-hmm. jumps a little higher than Mario. Princess Peach does her little floaty thing. She does the flying squirrel. She she airs herself out. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to have a clean, you know, by the wind? <laughs> who, who doesn't want a clean prince, yeah. Princess Peach? Uh, despite being a port of a pre-existing Japanese game, the Western Super Mario Brothers 2 would eventually see release in its own right in Japan as Super Mario USA. Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, boy. <laughs> I love this game, full disclosure. Like I said, with one, two, I'm, I'm, I would give it at least a B because I did enjoy the game. Same. Like, like you mentioned, the the mechanics of the the platforming are fun with the different characters. But Super Mario Brothers three, I mean, talk about a game that just flipped the world on its side. Oh yeah, this is the first time you have like the power ups. I mean, I mean, in Mario one, obviously you have the flower, yeah. but like, oh man, you have. The cr- Everything that comes in this, the Tanuki suit. The, yeah, the Tanuki suit. The, I mean, this was by far the most expansive Mario game on the Nintendo. Easily. Um, as it featured many levels, items, and enemies, it also brought about that how... Which, and this is one of the, the things I love about Mario games specifically, is it had these worlds... And it had like a theme. So you'd have oh, yeah. like water world, sand world. Oh, my favorite world was the, um, where everything's ginormous. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. you're just like, like, oh, I'm going to squish a go. Oh my God. That's a big Goomba. <laughs> right. And it, but that's, that's such a clever, like something simple. Yeah. It's just a matter of how do you know, how do we make this big? How do we make this small? And it's just a testament to Miyamoto Sans creativity and the, sure. the, his you know he's making mario and on the on the other side of it he's like well i i don't want to make just a platformer i also want to go on an adventure and not be told where to go yeah know? so mario 3 was a huge huge thing in the story bowser and his seven couplings wrecked havoc across the mushroom world after turning all of the mushroom kings into various animals and Peta was like what the fuck mario or bowser so, continuing on, Super Mario Land for the Game Boy. April 21st, 1989, Super Mario Land is the first Super Mario game not developed by Nintendo, but rather its partner division, Nintendo R&D 1. 
The game features a similar aesthetic and gameplay to Super Mario Brothers, adapting it to the limited technology of the Game Boy at the time. The game is set in the land of Sarsaland and has Mario venture through its four kingdoms to rescue its ruler, Princess Daisy, from the clutches of the evil alien Tatanga. This game is unique in that it features auto-scrolling shooting sections where Mario where Mario ride a submarine or plane. Next up, Super Mario World, November 21st, 1990. This was a big, 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 big deal. And one game, uh, and most Nintendo games carry this, but it has that Nintendo seal of approval. Oh, yeah. At, which is, at this point, it's like, take my money m- meme. Well, and this also was a pack-in with the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Which, again, they, they nailed it. So, although a direct sequel to Super Mario Bros. 3, Super Mario World has been released as a whole on a whole new home console, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. It was this game that the Mario se- series had been upgraded from 8-bit to 16-bit graphics. Though the game's graphics would later be revolutionized once again, this was indeed a huge step at the time. During the story of Super Mario World, while Mario, Luigi, and Princess Toadstool were vacationing, vacationing in Dinosaur Land, Bowser and his seven Koopalings once again kidnapped their princess. With the help of the Yoshis and Dolphins, the brothers traversed across the vast area of Dinosaur Land. I love this game because it was one that offered up all these like hidden levels. Yeah, oh yeah. And like... I I will go on record. I think the top-down Super NES era is still one of, like, the best when it comes to... Like, when I see retro games in that style, it immediately makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Mm, oh, definitely. Now, this this game... I mean, I know a lot of people, the big one's the, the first Mario game, but this is the first one where I was like, I wonder how fast I could speed run this. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, I actually had made a um, a bet with my son that I could beat the game in 15 minutes. Really? Mm-hmm. I was able to in 14. Well, I owe you, I owe you a Coke, my friend. <laughs> it's not that hard, actually. <laughs> Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins for the Game Boy, released October 21st, 1992. The sequel to the original Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, features aesthetics and gameplay from Super Mario World. All after returning from rescuing Daisy in the previous game, Mario discovers his realm of Mario Land has been seized by Wario. So oh, this man. is the debut of Wario. Yes. Interesting. You know, he's had it out for Mario. And I, I listened to, it was like a documentary talking about the on YouTube, the origins of Wario. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, his first actual, according to the what I listened to, his first real entrance into the series was when Mario and Peach and Luigi were captured. He was one of the babies that was captured. And somehow, at some point, he be- he became estranged from Mario, and he had this pent up aggression because, as little tots, they used to play like make believe, and Mario would always be the sheriff, and he was like, "Wow, Mario, you are a piece of shit," <laughs> you know, like I want to be the good guy. You you take all the glory. So I mean, let's face it, Wario's just misunderstood. Well, he's just Mario with his fucking M flipped. So, <laughs> so. He's like the corn version of the Mario world. 
Yeah. Anyway, so Wario comes into play uh, during Super Mario Land 2. By the way, excellent game. Yeah, well... Loved it. I, full disclosure, it didn't make my top 10, which we'll get to. But I thought it was, one, interesting that this, this game posits, basically, he's not out to save the princess. He's literally just, like, kind of sitting back, resting on his his stature because he's you know after at this point in the series he's rescued the kingdom so many times he's, he's he needs become, a vacation he needs a vacation and meanwhile wario's like time to take advantage <laughs> yeah here's a big one super mario 64 released june 23rd 1996 on the n64 this is a big one mm-hmm. just a, just a little Not long after the release of Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, Nintendo released a new system and a new game. I remember that because I was still playing... I was still playing Super Mario RPG when this came out. Mario Uh, RPG, man. We'll get to it. Good God dang. I know. (laughs) Super Mario 64 came with the system or it didn't come with the system, but you... Everybody bought it with... Oh, yeah. Well, because it was like, okay, well... Mario games come with that stamp of approval of yeah. like of excellence, mm-hmm. and that's why every time a, a Nintendo system comes out, it's like okay, now it's like okay, maybe the Mario game's not right away, but it's like you're waiting. Yeah, and as soon as it comes out, you buy it because yes. it's gonna be excellent. And it was. It was a great success. It was the first fully three-dimensional Mario game to ever be made, thus revolutionizing the appearance of Mario games to date. The game sold over 11 million copies by 2007. You know what one of my fondest memories of this game is? What's that? It's the um, opening level, the bomb uh, where you fight King bomb and it's the song. There's a video... I remember seeing on YouTube in the very early stages of YouTube, and I still visit this video like twice a year, where it's Terry Crews, <laughs> it's, and it's him going, what, 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 what? <laughs> it's like an old Spice commercial that someone took and made it into Mario 64, and it's stellar. <laughs> Check it out, folks, YouTube.com. I think it's going places. So this was also the second game to call Princess Peach by her current name, with Yoshi Safari being the first. So She was called Toadstool before. Mm -hmm. In the game, Mario was invited to Peach's castle to eat a cake she had baked. However, when Mario arrived at her castle, he had discovered that Bowser had taken it over and had stolen almost all the castle's power stars. Oh, God. How disappointing. You, You are going through the tubes... You're on your way. You're going to eat that ass. Yeah, you're going to eat that clean ass that's been floating through Mario 2. She's like, I I got some cake for you. And he's like, (laughs) God damn, I'm a millennial. I'm going to eat that ass. Mario wants a cake in the pussy, too. (laughs) So they, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's got all your favorite Mario characters, and they're all in three dimensionals. And it fucking blew the top of my head off when I first saw it. Yeah, there's the that's that's the best way to put it. It's it's a stellar game. For sure. Next up, Super Mario Sunshine for the Nintendo GameCube. Mm. I will go on record and say I loved the GameCube as well. The GameCube well, every system uh, uh, yeah. 
every Nintendo system is excellent. Maybe one of them kind of fell on the wayside a little bit. We'll say the Wii U might be the redheaded stepchild of the... But it had good ideas. It did. It, you know, it understood the assignment. It might not have completely read the instructions right. It was, it was too, we weren't ready. It's like Marty McFly, man. Yeah. You know, we just weren't ready for it yet. Right, right. Exactly. And the pendulum always swings and it's always swings back for Nintendo when they're in time, right? So Super Mario Sunshine is, you know, basically power wash simulator with Mario, but it's, it's another three-dimensional platformer while on his way to a vacation with Princess Peach and her loyal steward, Toadsworth. Toadsworth. Interesting. They discover a large glob of graffiti in the shape of Mario's head at Delfino Airstrip. Mario then finds a machine called Flood that helps him rid the island of goop. And this is the first one, like, and I, obviously we're going to talk about Odyssey at some point. Oh, yeah. But um, it's the first time where Mario has a companion Mm-hmm. Uh, like that, that's with him literally the whole time. Because, I mean, you could count Yoshi, you know, those early games, but, like, you didn't have to have him. And it's not considered part of the Mario canonical canon or whatever. Which is bizarre to me. Well, not not Mario Sunshine, but uh, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Oh, okay, it? yeah. And I was just going to say, that game is fucking fantastic, while a bit... Maybe for some people, it's a bit hard compared to Super Mario World. It's it's definitely much more difficult. Yeah. Uh, but the graphics in that were like they were kind of trippy. Yeah. It's it's a wild kind of, and I think it actually played into kind of the design choices that they had when they did y- Yoshi's Woolly World. Yep. And it, I highly recommended. So next up, Nintendo DS New Super Mario Brothers released May 15th, 2006 is the eighth installment in the Super Mario series. It starts out when Bowser Jr. kidnaps Peach during a strange accident. Luigi is playable in this game as well. Luigi was not playable since Super Mario World. This yep. is the first game since Super Mario World that features the classic 2D play style of the Super Mario Brothers game. I think that they're smart about the 2D and the 3D. Like, I'm pretty happy with the way that they've implemented both because there is something nice to going back to the 2D from time to time. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's that, it's that nostalgia, but it's like, well, we can build on top of this still. Mm-hmm. You know, we still have ideas. And and you're right. that To be able to go to those 2D games and go to the 3D games, it's like, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of adventure, but it, all the same. Yes. Next up. Super Mario Galaxy for the Wii, released November 1st, 2007. It's the ninth installment in the Super Mario series and the the third 3D game in the series. However, unlike the previous two 3D installments for the Mario series, this game takes place in deep space. Whoa, brother. That's where you want to, like, take your shrooms and, like, shroom out with Mario. Oh, Mario, there's a xenomorph. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in space, no one can hear you scream. Now I get the cake. We got ideas, Nintendo. <laughs> I'm just saying. Contact us, zanzizipodcast at gmail.com. Next up, new Super Mario Brothers Wii, released November 12, oh, 2009. Man. I loved this game. I did too. I And this is... This was the birth of one of those, and it was also the first one to have four people. Yep, because you had the two toads. Right, and... The first where it was like, if you didn't time it right, you were knocking each other off platforms. (laughs) That was half the fun, though. It was. It was so aggravating. It was so (laughs) aggravating. 
especially when you had like me, this would have been early in my marriage. Max, <laughs> oh, wife. No. Yeah. We had some, some disagreements, uh, a couple of drunken new super Mario brothers. We nights, we'll just say happens to the best of us, ma'am. It does. Mario, Luigi, Blue Toad, and Yellow Toad travel to eight worlds to save the princess. The game also reintroduces rideable Yoshis, although they can only be ridden in a few levels. Also, the penguin suit and the propeller mushroom are new power-ups in this game. Oh, yeah. I love the propeller mushroom. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Next up, May 23rd, 2010, Super Mario Galaxy 2. 11th installment in the Super Mario series. It also sees... It is it is also the fourth 3D game in the series and a direct sequel to Super Mario Galaxy. The title contains many elements from its predecessor, such as the story of the adventure being in outer space, recurring objects such as launch stars, recurring items such as the bee mushroom, and the elements of gravity. Uh, Rosalina reappears, and new characters of the Luma species appear, including Lubba. This is the third installment for the Wii in the Super Mario series. They definitely cranked that, started cranking it. Like, one of the series, I had no, I, I I played it, but I just was shocked at how many they had was the Mario Party series. Oh, yeah. I've been, yeah, I love those games. Yeah, those are good family games. Oh, for sure. That, like, they've, and that's the thing, like, on the Switch, you can get the, um, there's two different Mario Party games. Like one of them, that's like a, here's the newest one in the series. And then the, the other one is like a, hey, this is like the greatest hits of all the games that we've had. And, you know, I don't know how many worlds there are off the top of my head, but like the ones that people love the most, all, and you'd like, yeah, we've played as a family all the time. We love it. Yeah. And that's the guarantee you get with Nintendo for sure. You always get a good family time. Super Mario 3D Land released November 3rd, 2011 for the Nintendo 3DS. Mm-hmm. It's the fifth 3D game in the series and the 12th game overall. The levels of Super Mario 3D Land are much more linear and compact than the other 3D titles. More along the lines of the side-scrolling games, many retro power-ups and characters return, such as the Super Leaf and Boom Boom. New power-ups are also introduced, such as Boomerang Mario mm-hmm. and White Tanuki Mario. Yeah, because you had... Um the three or no we haven't got to wii u yet have we we're almost there brother okay because i'm like I'm trying to play it out my i thought it was the one way but it's obviously the reverse no you're good so next up is new super mario brothers 2 released july 28th 2012 it is another side scroller in the series released in 2012 for the nintendo 3ds it's the third game for the new super mario brothers line and a direct sequel to new super mario brothers the game features an extremely large amount of coins, which are the game's main uh, main elements. One of the game's main el- elements, Raccoon Mario makes a return. A new power-up called the Gold Flower appears and turns Mario into Gold Mario. Trade him in for some rupees. New Super Mario Brothers U released November 18, 2012 on the Wii U. Is a side-scroller for the Wii U. So... They'd get those 3D games in, but they would get definitely get back to that old school. But with like, there was something really great about watching the graphics get better and better. Yes. And more like almost Pixar-y <laughs> and just like animated. And I mean, we haven't even talked about it yet, but maybe in between the, when I finish listing these games, I'll play a sample of it. But like Charles Martinet's voice oh, in these games. Gosh. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's 
struck gold. Yeah. And to do the easiest, you know, Yahoo! Yeah. Wee hee! Mm-hmm. Like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But it's like he does Wario, Luigi. I, he even said at some point he did Donkey Kong for like hmm. a, a game. But like 25 years of voicing iconic, iconic, like, I can't, I would say just as important. And in the same level of Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers. I mean, it says a lot when they were making the Mario movie and everyone's like, okay, so he's doing the voice of Mario, right? Well, and then you find out, oh, it's Chris Pratt. And you're like, well, what the hell? And then you find out Charles is in the movie and his role is is the most perfect. It's perfect. You get him in there to do the iconic stuff. And that's it, really. Well, and he's he does the voice of the Mario's dad. Mario's dad, but he's also another person in there. I, can't, I think it's like Jumpman or something. He's the guy. He's the credit says Jumpman, but okay. Um, no, you're right. And this this also calls into question if they ever did a Metal Gear Solid oh, movie, boy. would you be like, well, where the fuck is David Hayter's voice? I mean, I'm, I was gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know, it's, yeah, dude, Metal Gear, that's another episode, man. I, it, I'm going to be honest with that. That's like a whole different episode of this podcast because I can go on for hours. Well, maybe that's one we'll have to get Michael on because I would love to. Oh. I know he's a huge, like you and him are both Oh, massive. we both, between the two of us, I guarantee I've put in over a thousand, or oh, no, I've almost done a thousand, probably 1500 hours of Metal Gear 5 alone. That's insane. Yeah, because I just counted up how many hours. Because the most game, most I've played of a video game currently for the system, for like, say, Xbox. I'd say it's Elden Ring, isn't it's it? It's 200 hours in Elden Ring. That sounds about right. Yeah, and I've put like 112 into Hades. So That's those are bad. like games I love. My kids have, uh, my, my youngest has, you're going to fucking shit yourself. About 150 hours, 160 hours, and Goat Simulator 3. I'm not joking, man. He just goes in and just loves to terrorize people. You know what? I appreciate... Because he's getting it out somewhere. Yes. Hey, he could be doing that or he could be smoking crack. That's true. So, Super... uh, The game seems to borrow some elements. This is new Super Mario Bros. U. From Super Mario World, such as Baby Yoshi's, Sumo Bros, Bony Beetles, etc., and minor references like a di- like diagonal pipes making a return. The game plays very similar to New Super Mario Bros. Wii with its four-player mode. However, a player with a Wii U gamepad can create platforms in what Nintendo refers to as boost mode. Mm-hmm. And they're always adding cool stuff. And also Flying Squirrel Mario. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's the one that... Uh, yeah, it's kind of like the, uh, the cape... If I remember correctly mm-hmm. from um, Mario World, mm-hmm. I could be wrong. It's been well, a while since I played that one, well, but that, they re-released that one on the Switch. Yeah, that's that's when we would have played it because right. I I picked that up pretty immediately because there was a there's a, like a main game and then like a Luigi side version of that game. Mm-hmm. Next up, here's another one that I love: Super Mario 3D World. Yes. It's the home console follow-up to Super Mario 3D Land. The game's main feature is the Cat Mario transformation. That was the most I heard people squealing other than the Mario Kart part (laughs) in the movie. Uh, Oh, my God. Yes. Um, 
movie aside. Yeah. Um, I full disclosure the the Wii U is the only the only Nintendo system of all of them. We're talking handheld, everything. It's the only one I never owned, and that was because at that time I was a newly married single dad. Oh, single. Um, and I just did not have the scratch for a Wii U, but I would watch gameplay on YouTube with my son and we're talking, dude, I bet we watched the whole game through Mm -hmm. a couple times. Yeah. And it was always like, Oh man, I really wish we could play this. Wish we could play it. So when it came out, it was, it was so funny. Like we both remembered like, Oh yeah. Don't forget. There's this hidden star like over here. And like, so that was that was that was a very cool experience to be able to watch probably a hundred hours of this on YouTube and then finally be able to play it. Yeah. Sometimes Nintendo does right by their customers. <laughs> sometimes they, they do. Sometimes you just gotta wait. Super Mario Maker was the next one. Oh God! September tenth, so twenty fifteen. Initially for the Wii U, Super Mario Maker features a game creation system that allows players to create their own two D Super Mario levels. And and I think it was one of the smartest moves that they ever did was basically allowing... It's almost like, hey, we don't necessarily have a modding system, but we can, like, make the... We can... Yeah, let your creativity flow. Uh-huh. And some of the coolest levels were ones I saw on YouTube or just playing Mario Maker. Yeah. Oh, and once we get to two... Yeah. That's when it really opens That's up. That's when the floodgates. Yeah. The next game, Super Mario Run, released December 15th, 2016 on the iOS. And I was really nervous about this when this came out because this is pre-Switch. And I was like, fuck. No, please, Nintendo. Yeah, you're like, oh, you're not going the mobile route, please. Yeah, I didn't want... I, I really didn't want it. But... I, I don't think it's infringed on the beloved Mario property. Well, let's say that being said, did you play it? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, because I downloaded it and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a side-scrolling auto-runner platform game and the first dedicated Mario title for mobile devices. It was released first on iOS in December 2016 and was released for Android in March of 2017. The game is free to start with optional in-app content to purchase. I think it's about 10 bucks. If I remember correctly, like I played it and I was pretty, yeah, I was able to do most of it. Um April was so good at it though. Yeah. Like she has this knack for mobile games and it was the Mario Run and the uh the Mario Kart game that came out. Um, the Mario run game, I want to say when she was at her best, there was a ranking system and I think she was in like the top 100 in the world. And I'm like, how the hell did you do that? She's like, honey, I make casseroles and I conquer mobile games. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was the same with the Mario Kart game. It was like, I'd watch her play and I'm like, Jesus Christ, you are too good at this. We have to get her to make a cooking book or uh, one of those cookbooks one one of these days. Get it, get her, get a fire going in her, right? Where she can like mishmash the healthy, but with like that April Shoop style. Everything with cans of cream of mushroom. <laughs> Ooh, ah, cream of mushroom. The April Shoop story. Next up, Super Mario Odyssey released October twenty seventh, twenty 
2017. <sighs> love this one. I so love this game. And it's, for me, it hits a special nostalgic spot specifically because of having young kids and watching them play this through this amazing, beautiful game. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it took all the elements of like, you know, some of these other, th- all the other 3D games, because a lot of them, um, the idea is like collecting stars, you know, like with 64, that's how it started, you know, collect mm-hmm. stars. And this, it's, you know, collecting these, um, the, the shrine or not mm-hmm. shrines. Um, what are they called? Well, the sprite it, things. It, well, so, so or no, they're stars. Yeah. They're stars. Um, well, but, there's moons too. The, yes. That's what it is. It's moons. Okay, it's not a star at all. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, but it's made of cheese. And, and, well, it's all made of pie. That's we all true. know that. That's true. Um, but th- you're absolutely right. Now, my oldest, like, he played it. And, you know, it's like he's, you know, old enough that, you know, he's like a whiz. He's even playing it, you know, at his prime. And then, my, but my youngest, too, was like watching it and he's going, oh, this is amazing. And this funny Italian man's making some funny sounds. And, and it's just, it's just a beautiful. Game. It's beautiful. Game. Yeah. And all the little, it's the little things. Yeah. Like when you're in like New Donk City and like you're up in the, you're climbing the tower and it, you have, um, um, you know, the, the song happening and it's like, oh, this is kind of like playing, um, Donkey Kong. And yep. it's like, it's the, it's the little moments in that that are so so good. I remember as a kid playing PlayStation games and also Nintendo 64 games and just daydreaming about what it'll look like one day. And yeah. it Mario Odyssey is that come to life. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, I couldn't have even imagined it looking this good. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like you would see the the like the the review or previews of it and the trailers. And it's like, this looks, there's no way it's this good. Right. It it just looks so amazing. And then it comes out and you're like, not only is it that good, but it's better. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And then it just makes you long for like, okay, come on. (laughs) Come out with another one. When's the next one? (laughs) Please. But they give it, they give it time. I mean, that's a big gap between games. So, this game, released on the Switch in late 2017, was a new entry in 3D games and a new sandbox-style 3D Super Mario game after Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine. It focuses on Mario and a new character named Cappy, who takes the form of the Mario Cap, visiting kingdoms far from the Mushroom Kingdom and collecting power moons, ultimately an attempt to prevent Bowser f- force-marrying Princess Peach and to Peach. rescue... And to rescue Cappy's sister, Tiara. Cappy has multiple uses, such as being thrown like a boomerang, which can be used to control life forms and inanimate objects, and jumping off of him in midair like a platform. Dude, have you ever watched those, like, pro players no. play Odyssey? It's nuts. Yeah. They're, they are able to, like, throw Cappy, do a somersault off of him, throw Cappy again, and then land on him, and then do a somersault off of that, and, like, just go up up into the sky. It's crazy. It's legitimately one of the coolest mechanics I've ever seen in a game. And again, like you could play this two player. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to. I think we I tried it so a mad. few times with like Cora was with me in that game. Um, but it's I asked Paige actually, my middle daughter, the other day, like, what do you think? What do you, is the best Mario game? And she said unanimously with her sister who was listening, 
Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Um, but there is one more game: Super Mario Maker Two. It's the There's sequel. Kind of another one. Yes. Okay. Kind of. Um, and now it's when they re-released um, the Super Mario 3D World with Bowser's Fury. With Bowser's Fury, yes. And did you play that? Yes. Bowser's Fury was so good. It's an interesting game. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's another different. 3D, but it's got like a mechanic where you're again. It's kind of like a almost like it's harkening back to like Super Mario Sunshine with the cleaning yes. aspect. Well, the thing about the with the Bowser is it adds like this almost, and I, I, I want to say don't take this too crazy. It's like it adds a, like a horror like mm-hmm. feel to it because like all you can all you know is like you're trying to do the, what you need to do, and you can watch as Bowser is raising up from the ocean, and you're like, oh man, once he gets all the way up, it, it's like you got to fight him, and it's like that sucks. Yeah, and it. It's kind of freaks you out. It's not easy. I mean, you, you so Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury is an enhanced port of the Wii U game Super Mario 3D World that released to the Switch in 2021. It contains new features such as quicker movement, speed, higher resolution, and amiibo compatibility. The game also f- has a new Bowser's Fury mode in which Mario and Bowser Jr. aim to save Lake Lapcat from Fury Bowser. But yeah, it, it does have that horror element where like you're running around all of a sudden it's like shit, it's getting dark again. I gotta go mm-hmm. fucking hide because Bowser's going straight up Godzilla he's, mode. Yeah, he's, he's, I was gonna say straight up Godzilla. He's yeah. mon- monstrously huge. But those, then yes, Mario Maker. Mario Maker too. Yes, and it this was the one where I think the world really got a chance to to sink in because the first one being on the Wii U we'd heard about it but this was the one that was like hey guess what everybody can play it now because it's on the Switch and everybody and their grandma owns one well the original also did come out if I'm not mistaken on the 3DS as well you're right because I remember I had it and I let Larry borrow it and that was like six years ago still borrowing <laughs> he's it? still borrowing it it's okay yeah hey I know where he works so, the sequel introduces many new additions and improvements such as slopes, more level themes, and a Super Mario 3D World style. Oh, my God. Yeah, they, they make it so you can do, like, the different generations. Mario, like, one, or like, NES Mario, SNES Mario, um, and then, yeah, all the way up to, um, like, the newer side. And it's it's insane. The, the, the people that make some of these worlds, it's like, man... I wish I was that creative. It's I, crazy. I'm I'm always impressed when I see it. I every new Mario game that's come out, especially Odyssey, it's been like I, I that's why I love video games. It's why I yes. always come it's why I talk about them, it's why I enjoy them. But with that said, I think it's time for us to list our top 10. Oh boy. So should we take a little small break? We can take a small break. That's fine. Okay. We come back. Holy shit. It's our top 10 Mario. It's me, Mario. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Let's go. Okie dokie. I've been the voice of Mario for 26 years. Now moving on to Luigi. 
Now moving on to Louis. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Charles Martinet. I do the voice of Super Mario. Here we go! Woohoo! And Luigi too. Luigi number one. Ha ha! And Wario. Have a rotten day. Yahoo! You gonna eat that garlic? <laughs> and I was even Donkey Kong at one point. <laughs> I am an actor and voice actor. I did, uh, gosh, 25 years of theater. Run along to your party! Corporate videos. A circuitry and semiconductor processes. A few film and television products. Now beat it, all of you. Now! And then I had the marvelous beginning of becoming a voice actor, and that's how I started with uh, it's -a me, Mario. Mario was first created in 1981 in a game called Donkey Kong. As uh, it got refined through the years, uh, it became Mario and, and Princess Peach. Ah, the princess. And uh, I came along in 1990. I actually crashed an audition because I was catching them as if I walked in, they were walking out, finished for the day. I said, can I read for this? And the guy looked at his watch and he goes, ah, all right, come on in. You're an Italian plumber from Brooklyn, a character in a video game for Nintendo called Mario. So make up a voice, make up a video game, start talking. And I thought to myself, video game? I don't know anything about video games. And all of a sudden I hear action. I go, hello, I'm a Mario. Let's make a pizza pie together. You go get some sausage. I'm gonna get some spaghetti. We put spaghetti in the sausage and the pizza. And he said, you know, cut, stop talking. There's no more tape. All right, thanks, we'll be in touch. And I thought that was, you know, okay, there's the door. We'll see you later. And I, he calls Nintendo, I found a Mario. I got him. And that was 26 amazing, fantastic years ago. Hello, hello. <laughs> Whoopee! Oh, look at this world. The character for me brings out the best in me, and so I, I, I love that. Bring, bring, bring. <laughs> I love sharing things too. I go to meet uh, Mario fans, and uh, I hear the most wonderful thing. You know, the, you're the voice of my childhood. Or I, you know, I used to play with my dad. Now I'm playing with my kids. You know, and we just—it's a way our family comes together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, ah, pretty good. Ah, this brings back the memories. Mamma mia. You just have fun, you know? That's my mantra for life. Come on, let's go. Let's have more fun. Bye-bye. See you in my games. Woohoo! There we are. What a treasure he is. He... He makes me so happy. I know. Because he sounds happy, and that just makes me happy. Yeah, and plus, he's just hes just a nice guy. Oh, yeah. I love it. But anyway, let's get down to rating this oh, motherfucker. God. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's right. It's the part of the episode where we have to rank our top 10, and we'll start from 10 and go to number one. Does that sure. sound good? All right. So, <clears throat> without further ado, it is Ryan and Josh's top 10 mainline Mario games. You need to have a kick-ass stinger for this. <laughs> like, obviously not yet, because I know you have like very little time to get this. But, like, whenever you... Because it seems like you're going to be doing this a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, a, this is the top 10. Dun, dun, dun. I'll take that. <laughs> Just add some echo. There you and go. And reverb. There you go. So, number 10 from the very, very, very bottom, but not necessarily bad. These are all, I would say, all winners. 
all of them. And I highly recommend you play them. I would agree. This is just because it's our top 10 and it makes it sound like, oh, 10 is the worst. It's not. I'll say number 10 starting off is an 8 out of 10 rating at least. All the way to like the top five. the, The top five for sure, maybe even top seven are 10 out of 10s. So number 10. Super Mario Sunshine. Okay. The power wash simulator game. (laughs) Okay. I, so for me, this game, I, I admit, I kind of alluded to it, but it was realistically what it is about the game that I love so much is that it, one, as you mentioned, it, it, it introduces the accessory to Mario and it has the power wash simulator kind of vibe, but it's also, I think it's when I started to notice the graphics were creeping up on modern day. And granted, this is the the aughts, but it's such a great game. And the mechanic is fun. And before you know it, you're jetpacking around and just having a blast. So my, that's my number 10. Okay, that's that's good. My number 10 is Mario 1. Okay, cool. I'm, I, I, I never thought I'd see the day. Mm. I agree with Donald. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's what started it all. Yeah. Um, and I have very, very many fond memories of playing this. And I still, every once in a blue moon, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put it on. And, but... It's a great starting point, but compared to the rest of the series, it's like that's all it really is good for as a starting point. Yeah. Oh, I get you 110%. Number nine. Super Mario Galaxy. Okay. This game was for the Wii. It was the first mainline Mario that I played on the Wii, and I loved it. I I loved the, again, the graphics, the world, the fun. I was worried with the Wii, especially after Wii Sports, that there wasn't going to be any, like, single-player style games, and that's part of what I loved, especially as we get farther up my list is those, the worlds that Mario created. And this is just super fun and super awesome. Yeah. Um, world isn't, or, um, galaxy isn't even on my list. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Um, it was one of those ones. I had a hard time. Like I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of the, like the having to like make sure your trajectories were good and, yeah, like that would always throw me off and I don't know. It just, I, I liked like, like introduction, the introduction of like Rosalina and stuff and the Lumas and like, they're fine. It just wasn't my favorite. No so. worries. I'm, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you said that because I think some, some guys had that disillusion, disillusionment kind of, cause that era is where I fell off initially or I started to come back in 2007. Yeah. But before that, there was a time where I kind of slinked away from gaming for a while. Right. Uh, let's see. My number nine is 
Mario Maker 2. Okay. Um, I love the ideas. I love it. But I wish I was more creative. And that's the thing is like, I feel like when you go into the game, um, you either have two different kinds of, of levels. Ones that are made by like my six-year-old that are super easy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I run 20 feet and there's the flagpole. <laughs> and then the other worlds are like the, oh, you got to go through 25 Bowsers first that are all shooting flames at you. There's the the spinning fires and um, a snake is eating your ass. Like it's, it's they're really hard. And there's a snake in my ass. <laughs> like my, to me, ideally it would have been, it'd be awesome. And I'm sure it's there um, where someone takes like the idea of this and makes like, Hey, if you love super Mario world, here's super Mario world two. You know, these are, it's, it's a whole new type of, or it's a whole new game using those assets and it's not insanely hard, but it's not too easy either. Right. So, yeah, that's that's why it's my number nine. Awesome. <clears throat> number eight. Super Mario Maker 2. <laughs> I was trying not to, to, to overpower you when you said that, but I love that game too. Yeah. That was also, I think... Because my my oldest had been playing Minecraft for so long, it was like the first time to a lot to kind of get her to be creative yeah. again, you know. And that's one of the reasons I love the idea because it's like, hey, Nintendo heads, you know, you want to be able to mod this game and play around with shit. So here you go. Here's all the tools. You know, I'm surprised they haven't done it with some of their other IPs. Like, imagine if they did for like Legend of Zelda. That is a great idea. Like Nintendo? a Super Nintendo assets. Nintendo, are you listening? Like people would jump all over that. For sure. Okay. So number eight. Yes. I have Paper Mario. Ooh. Um, Paper Mario is, because uh, I know we really didn't talk on here. Um, it's, it's interesting because it's a Mario game, but it's also an RPG. It's a, it's almost like a Metroidvania as well. In the sense, like you get power-ups and you get abilities that you have to go back to other points in the game that you're already at and use those abilities to get past whatever it is you need to get past. And it's, it's very interesting. Uh, the story is great. Yeah. Now, Paper Mario is is essentially is a sequel to Super Mario RPG, if I'm correct. Right? Mm, not in a story way. Um, RPG, yes, but that's it. Okay. Number seven. Super Mario World. Wow. For the SNES. Okay. The introduction of Yoshi. Mm, you, st- you still did the best, Yoshi. <laughs> uh, no, it's it was just the the lush environment of the 16-bit era, the graphics, the sound, the platforming, the fun, the the inclusion of the power, the newer power-ups. There's just so much to love about it, and I'm a super fan when it comes to super nintendo absolutely and 
to this day, that's in my top three systems of all time. So, oh, I heavily would agree. <laughs> What's your number seven, sir? My number seven is Mario Sunshine. Nice. Um, I remember having, uh, this is around the time it was, uh, after I started dating my son's mom mm-hmm. and it was before he was around and we, I can't remember the, how, like, cause we did not have a GameCube, but I like found a way to like, maybe it was like I had a modded Xbox and we were able to download a version of the game. Perfectly <laughs> yes. legal. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but it was because I hadn't really, I, I think at around that time I did, it really wasn't as much into games and this is kind of what brought me back into Nintendo. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Perfect. Number six. six. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Okay. I love this game, as I mentioned, the four-player jumping around. <coughs> it was that return to 2D that the era needed, and it was kind of the answer after Super Mario Galaxy of, like, a return to just that cooperative Yeah, couch. taking it back to the simple, like, the basics. Simple. Yeah, Indeed. I agree. What's your number six? Mario 64. Ooh! You see... This would be further up, but I got to be honest. Totally. When the Nintendo 64 was out, you want to know what I was playing? The PlayStation. (laughs) (laughs) So it took a while for me to get back to playing the uh, Nintendo 64 games. He's Uh, not lying. He has a PlayStation shirt on right now. I would would actually venture, because I mean, outside of maybe playing it like at a friend's house or something, I don't think I actually played all the way through Mario 64 until... Closer to like 2000, yeah, let's see, Garrett was born in 09, so probably like 2008, 2007. Wow. It took a while. Yeah. But I mean, it's a great game and... Um, you I, you seem, you're a, you're a historian to video games, so you, you understand its place too. Oh, absolutely. Number five, Super Mario 3D World. Okay. And again, granted, I never had a Wii U, so I played the remastered kind of updated version with Bowser's Fury on the Switch. Well, let's face it. It's the superior version. It's amazing. Because, I mean, when, when well, who, I, who will complain about a game that moves a little bit quicker? We also didn't really talk about it, but like the the compilations of things like All Stars for the Super oh, Nintendo, yeah. which really helped, I think, to kind of give that 16-bit gloss to the original trilogy, the Mario One, Two, and Three. Well, it gave a lot of people a way to being able to play the games maybe they never got around to. Right. You know, that's I'm a, I'm a fan of collections. 3D World's great, and look, if you've got a a family of Daughters, nothing beats being Cat Mario. Oh, oh. <laughs> you can be a guy too and be like, ooh, I can climb the walls and I can go whoosh. That's right. I, I, I'm a fan of Cat Mario. Okay, number what, five? Yes. Yeah, this is going to be a big disappoint, I think. Really? Mario 3. Uh, I 
it's in your top five, so I'm assuming this is a 10 out of 10 at least. I would, if I were to rate this game, I'd give it a probably a nine out of ten. Interesting. Um, Mario three because there were some things I, I like, I consider it a perfect ten out of ten game, a game in which you can play and not have any parts. You're like, Ugh. okay. And for me, it was like the end of the game when you get to the last world, doing those like the battleships and stuff. Is like. And then a bunch of fucking lazy ass bullet bills flying around. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and maybe this is because we're privileged now and we can save our games and stuff. But like to play a game like that and to like experience all the worlds mm-hmm. to get all the way to the end, it's like, man, that was a doozy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sucks not to be able to save your game or anything. So. Agreed. That that's the that's kind of that era of having to just basically leave your get good system on and get good. Oh boy. No, I I I, I understand it completely. But here we go because now we're heading into number four. My number four is Super Mario RPG. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was it Legend of the Seven Kingdoms or Stars? Seven Stars. Seven Stars. My bad. Yep. Oh, good. God damn this game. I This game. This man. hit a nerve, a perfect nerve. And this is an era where we're going into N64 territory, but also Final Fantasy VII is on the horizon. There's, there's, yep, I remember. Yeah, yeah, Final Fantasy, well, Squaresoft right. is just batting at a, a thousand. thousand. Yeah. There was this period of time, and trust me, when I say we could do an episode on Squaresoft, mm-hmm. on just Final Fantasy even, um, this period of time for them, and it lasted about, I would say, 10 years mm-hmm. at least, where just everything that they were associated with was perfect. And so when you have the kings of... RPG, Squaresoft, and Nintendo going, let's make a game together. Oh, God. How is it not going to be amazing? They just, they they were the butter to the toast when it came to the perfect synthesis. I, I think what I love the most about this is that I would have never assumed you could take the Mario franchise and make a great, and even compelling silly fun game yeah, RPG that had, game that it, you could have a Mario game that is both hilarious yes yeah I mean let's face it like you get to the part like the the wedding scene yes um that's it's it's fun it's hilarious but it's also very serious there's some there's some dark moments in the game but yeah, it Luigi all works comes out as trans it's weird <laughs> hey man I'm okay with it. You know I'm, what? Hey, hey you, you do you, Luigi. They were ahead of at, the curve. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. Like, I'm surprised. I know I, I kind of alluded to it with Paper Mario being an RPG, but, like, I'm kind of surprised they haven't gone back to that well. They have. Well. Because there's, there's a new Paper Mario that just came out, um, was it a year or two years ago, that is still pretty good. For the yeah. Nintendo Switch, so they they but they haven't gone back 
because like we've done all the the, the Paper Mario games are what kind of came after, and those, and then you also had like Bowser Inside Story, which was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that was for the 3DS. <clears throat> um, so the, there's been a bunch of them, but they're not like Mario RPG. That was unique in all the right ways. Yeah. I would agree. I'm a fan. <laughs> I, I, I see that. <laughs> so what's your number four? My number four is Mario 3D World. Oh, sweet. And that just that comes back to, I think with that, there's a lot of nostalgia for me for um, being a young adult with a young child and having that, like, one of those, one of the first big things when he was just old enough that we can bond over it. And, like, he he's not a baby like, oh, we want Mario. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Mario, he's the shit, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's there's a lot of that for me. That's awesome. My number three. I think we're going to be the same on this one. You think? My number three is actually different, though. It's Super Mario Brothers 3. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow, it's not. So, what I love personally about Super Mario Brothers 3 is that one it just flips the world upside down with d- different worlds the world system I loved the de- you know the the desert world the water world the the power-ups definitely get a facelift I love this the music the way it starts I, as soon as I see the curtain I'm in happy land oh yeah I think that there's a lot of people who me included who would say that this was the facelift that Mario needed after Mario 2 yes and and it was a big jump up in quality from like Mario 1 this is my Nintendo era version of game that I would go back to in a heartbeat and play and I understand like where you put Mario 1 on your top 10 it didn't make my top 10 list spoiler alert but it's right there underneath number 10 right what is your number three my friend my number three is mario odyssey okay interesting i love it no it's so good it's so amazing um and of the 3d mario games it's by and far my favorite i agree it's amazing it is it is amazing. Now, we're getting to our top Ooh. two. Here we go. Number two. My number two is Super Mario 64. Okay. I mean, you were, considering you are a couple years older than me. Yeah. Um, When that came out, that would have been, you know. It was like, the best Christmas ever. Yeah, it's like Teen Ryan seeing yeah. this. A huge jump from Super Nintendo graphics to Half Nintendo of my 64. buddies were like, let's go to the football game and make out with girls. And I was like, but guys, there's an N64 in Mario. So I was cut. Those that was like when I didn't think about girls all the time or what's going on between my legs. I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to kill Bowser? How am I how am I going to like you know, find all the stars. And I how was, do I throw him into those bombs? So long, gay Bowser. <laughs> Go eat a bomb or something. Yeah, exactly. And stop chasing my woman around, you bitch. All right. That's so good. It is. It it changed. 
It changed the world, and it was such an amazing time. And that was really the debut of Charles Martinet, the yes. guy you heard in yep. the middle clip. Josh, what's your number two? My number two is Super Mario RPG. Oh, shit. Nice. Uh, I have probably replayed that game 15 to 20 times. Now, I have a question about this. This is solely for my curiosity. Is it? Would you guesstimate that William would put this this high? Oh, easily. He would put it at number one. Yeah. Easily. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, there's the little callbacks. I mean, there's little references to like you see Link sleeping in a bed. Um, at one point, you see um, in the one town, oh God, I can't think of what it's called. Um, if you op- are able to open the door with the shiny stone, you can fight a Final Fantasy boss. And it uses the boss fight music from Final Fantasy 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and that fight's the hardest fight in the game. And like, it's, yeah, he would easily put this at like number one. Oh, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. It is time. Number one. My number one all-time Mario mainline game, Super Mario Odyssey. I don't blame you. It's been long enough. Now, we had this because we just recently recorded this, and I, I won't spoil it because this is coming out before the episode, but we did a Quentin Tarantino episode and ranked our favorite Quentin Tarantino. Oh, boy. Oh, um, oh boy. I don't know. That I would have had a hard time with it, that. It's hard. I think I know which one would be my favorite, though. Right, right, right. Be Kill Bill. <laughs> it has oh, to be. It's a great one. But there's some of this, uh, sometimes when people talk about games, it's, in, and they'll say one of the newer ones, and granted, this came out in 2017. It's been a minute. Um, sometimes that can be disqualifying for some people to say, oh, well, that's the more recent one. You know, do you think it's new bias that you're, you're giving it that, that fresh cone of paint? But it's been now six years. It has. And it's such a perfect game. It is. And to get a late thirties Ryan to play all the way through a Mario game, you would have... It just didn't seem like that was even in the cards anymore. I figured I would just... And I have, full disclosure, watched my kids play through the whole game. My daughter has literally gotten every moon and done just about everything. And she's on like her third playthrough of the game. It is just... It boils down fun. The thing that makes it so much fun too is like you you play the game. You get to the end. you, You fight Bowser. And... Like when he plays Bowser, it's like, oh, this fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. But then afterwards, and mm-hmm. you, you know, Mario, all of a sudden you're in, um, you know, at Peach's castle. Mm-hmm. And just that moment, oh, like, the, I, I got goosebumps. <laughs> like when you're like, oh my God, oh my God, it's Peach's castle. And you run up, and it's just like when you played Mario 64. Yeah. And that feeling of like, oh my God, this like, 15 years ago, this I was doing the same thing. And then what does Nintendo do? Hey, bro, you want to buy all the Mario 64 cosmetics to make it look like Mario and that? Here you go. And it also, you weren't really done with the game. There's about 5 million more moons for you to get. And it's like, 
holy crap, after 25, 30 hours of playing this, I just got that much more content that I can go back and do. It's like they know their base and they just say, hey, guys, we know you love this world. We do, too. Here you go. Yeah, it's infinitely replayable. So much fun. Now I'm going to want to go home and re-download it. That's the literally when I walked out of the new Super Mario Brothers movie, that was the first thing I wanted to do was yeah. play that game. And that's my number one. All right. Number one for me, I think this is pretty pretty obvious. Yeah. It's Super Mario World. Um, I was uh, six or seven years, six years old mm-hmm. when that game came out perfect age for playing video games i remember i got the super nintendo for christmas and we you know had mario world and we also got the um oh god what was it called the the um, the, the the bazooka i can't think what that thing was called off the top of my head oh like the light gun bazooka yeah thing? i can't super scope super scope yeah um we had that and um the game that came with that but like oh my god mario world we jumped right into it and I love that game so very much mm-hmm. that you know it's probably like every other year I get this I get this weird thing where I play the game I'll erase all the files and I will play the game four th- or three times hmm. to get the star 96 <laughs> and then to get the star 96 is you have to beat every single world in every possible way uh, you know, so there's like sometimes there's the like, oh, I got to this flagpole and then you have to redo it because it's a ghost level. And there's another flagpole that you have to hit. You have to do it. it beat the game in every possible way, each level to get the star 96. And I love it. And I do it every time. I'll do all three playthroughs because I'm just a sucker for the game. It brings me back to a time of, you know, young innocence and just gives me so much joy. Awesome. Well, that's your list, ladies and gentlemen, and a, a, a brief history of, of all the mainline Mario games. I do want to ask you, and maybe this can be like a final question, what are some Mario-style games that you would recommend if, you're, oh, if you boy. like platforming? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, platforming games, there's so many. You know what? Well, I, I'll, I'll give you what I'm playing right now. What's that? Um, this is based on a um, a game that came out for Sega, and I want to say the game was called Wonder Boy. And they there's a, a game. It's like spiritual successor. It's called Monster Boy, uh, like something cur- in the Cursed Kingdom. I'm playing it on PlayStation right now, and it's uh, it's a platform, like an action platformer game that has Metroid. Vania elements like you get, you know, abilities you can change, like from you know, your your, you like change your forms, like into like a like a say, um, a lion who you know is really strong and can like dash really fast, or to like a frog who can use his tongue to like swing off the stuff. That's cool. Um, I've been playing it, I, I think I've got about 12 hours into the game, and I know I'm pretty close to the end of it, so it's like it's one of those like. Yeah, probably like a 20 hour game if you want to do everything. And it's it's fun, very colorful and you know, good for kids. Nice. 
Uh, I would give a huge special shout out to Ubisoft's incredible Rayman Legends. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, um, and I mean, I guess I don't want to spoil it, but another great game to play is Braid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that game. That's, that's a game that it follows all those elements of like side-scrolling platformers and turns it on its head. Yeah, it's been in a clever, great way. In a great way. Very clever twist. Well, dude, you should come back sometime. I had a blast talking about games with you. And also, people love to hear from you. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I live about two-minute walk away. So That's true. I can always bug you about video games. We could talk about Metal Gear. That's true. And see, there's a lot about that series that you know that I don't. Because I literally only played the first game. On the NES? On, no, our... I only I, I played the PlayStation Metal Gear Solid game, and then I played a bit of five, and that's it. That's all I know about Metal Gear. Boy, <laughs> I'm gonna take you outside and neuter you, boy. Actually, you that them. reminds me. This is like full circle. You asked me what April and I've been up to. Oh, okay. One of the other things that we've done um, last year, I want to say it was for like Father's Day or something. April bought me tickets to go see uh, Distant Worlds, which is the Final Fantasy Orchestra. And we went to that. Now, I've been, of course, been playing these games my whole life, and the music is God's here. I'm weeping at this Mm -hmm. thing. So I'm like, oh, God, they're playing Love Grows for Final (laughs) Fantasy Hades. Oh, God, it's Aerith's theme. Like, I was a mess. But April, too, because she, like, had listened to these songs, and she takes it at the musical value, and is like, oh, these songs are beautiful, And but growing up, she didn't play them, her dad didn't play them, so she had really not much of an idea, so her thing after this, we had went to this was, can you play all the Final Fantasy games? I want to see them. Oh, wow. So we have been working our way through the Final Fantasy games. She has seen 7, 8, 9, 10, 15. And I think we're going to be doing 4 or 5 next. I'm saving Final Fantasy 6 for last because... That's I'd, your... Well, I don't want to give it away because we definitely have to do a Final oh, Fantasy. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll just, I, mean, I'll just I think it's pretty obvious <laughs> where I sit with Final Fantasy 6. It... Bar none, it is the greatest video game of all time. Okay. And so that's why I told him, like, we are doing that last. Because, A, you're going to see me weep again. <laughs> like, oh, God dang. So, um, yeah, we could do that. That'd be pretty good. Well. Damn. <laughs> hey, I appreciate you being on. And I appreciate people out there listening. Thank you for all of the followers and the likes and everything. Please rate and review five stars. We'll shout you out on the podcast. Also, check out the YouTube. The YouTube's going strong. And uh, we just need people to like and subscribe to the channel. Every month we do a video podcast. And uh, actually, I found the other day an old conspiracy therapy video podcast. (laughs) Maybe one day we'll, we'll, we'll... I have to get the I I'm that was a band so I have to get the get the uh okay from everyone but I did just find that so anyways thanks for listening folks we will see you next week have a great one
This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.